Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I guess I'll start the show today. 300. What are we? What are we? Episode 301? For after the whistle? You're off by a few. Off by a few. Okay. All in effort. You got the one right. 331. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to flat out say it. And the people that are listening to this, this podcast, they're going to have to get by Andrew's attitude today, but I'm here to help you out my friend, because I love you and I care for you. And I'm going to get you through this episode, even though that you're, uh, you have a black cloud over your head today. I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to make you smile today at some point. So anyway, you're, you're not, you're oh for one so far. Okay. I apologize. I apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do better, but anyway, um, on Guess a more I... exciting note, what, you, what, what were your thoughts, uh, on the Sabres game last night? Guess what I did last night. What would you do? I went back for another round of the Stroganoff last night. Stroganoff? What the hell are you talking about? Remember yesterday I told you I went down to a restaurant in Orchard Park and ordered the beef Stroganoff? And oh, that's right. Incredible. That's right. So last night I was needed something for dinner. Called Again? Down, called down to the restaurant. And I said, do you still have the beef? stroganoff on the menu and they said yes we do said thank you very much and i hung up had a quick shower changed then walked down and got round two five years i've lived here live literally 200 meters from this place never been in there that good eh? now i've been in there back-to-back nights and there was a lady there was a lady sitting next to me that owns a restaurant in hamburg and she saw me devouring this thing and talking to the same. I was hoping the same bartender wouldn't be there because I didn't want because I didn't want him to know that I was back there two nights in a row. I got the last order of it, and the lady the lady heard us talking about it. She said, "I own a restaurant." She said, "What was that that you were enjoying?" And I told her, and I think it's going on their menu too. So anyway, I'm dragging wow. ass this morning because I've got about 15 pounds of beef stroganoff in my stomach for the last two days. Okay, so that's so that's why <laughs> you're acting like a complete nimrod this oh morning. Oh my god, I woke yeah, up it's this the beef stroganoff. That's exactly I what I woke is. up this morning. I felt like a like a beached porpoise. <laughs> so listen, I mean, uh, you don't have to even do too much here today. I, I will know, ask you're you going to tell me all about that amazing exhibition game that you yeah, watched it, on. What did you, th- what did you think I about that game? Nothing. I didn't, 
What are, I didn't see it, Craig. I was watching the Yankees Blue Jays. What do you mean you didn't see it? It's an exhibition game. So you watch Yankees and the Blue Jays play. That's all that was on. At the so it was like popping an Ambien and sitting in your chair. Hey, man. Nighty Jays night. Were, Jays are in a race. Hey, Andy. Ever been in a car crash? Actually, you know what? I know you have because you're a terrible driver. What's your point? I'd call my friends at Salino Law. 800-555-5555. So tell me about the game. I'm sorry I missed it. I actually didn't even realize until probably the game was almost over that there was even a game, but I saw it was 2 nothing, and Devin Levi had 13 saves by that point. So yeah, how was the game? I, I will, saw the lineup. I will say this. That's the reason why I watched. That's the only reason why I watched is they they said that uh, Jeff Skinner, Alex uh, or uh, Tage Thompson, um, Rasmus Dahlin, Samuelson were in the lineup. Uh, middle, middle stat was in the lineup. I wanted to watch Golden Boy. Okay. I wanted to watch Golden Boy and uh, see uh, how he would play. That's Devin Levi for uh, those people who um, don't know who the Golden Boy is. But uh, there's a couple things that uh, that I came came out of it when when it's all said and done. There's there's three things. Um, the first we'll we'll talk about the Golden Boy. Uh, Devin Levi was fantastic. He I know it's an exhibition game. I very clearly understand that. But he looks he looked very confident. He, he's moving very well. And uh, I was very impressed with him. Didn't allow any goals. They popped him out after the second period, which is totally understandable. Okay, so he, he split the time with the Cooley kid. I'm yes, didn't now. split. Okay. I think he 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 played uh, the first two periods, which is excellent. Um, get him out of the net. He got a little bit of work in. He looked really good. He looked really good. Want to hear my number two? Stop nineteen shots. I think it says. Yeah, he stopped nineteen shots. Nineteen shots. Yep. And very, very controlled. Um, he's just so aware on the ice. His, his, he is not a big goaltender. He is actually a very, very small goaltender in NHL um, terms. He's maybe what six feet on on the greatest day of his life. He's probably closer to five eleven. Doesn't well, matter. I met Doesn't that coolie kid. Size uh, means jack shit. This kid, this kid, um, he moves and he's engaged and he looked really, really poised and strong out there. I was very pleased with the the way he played. I'm sure the the team's pleased and I'm sure Devin Levi is is pleased with uh, just the start, just to get some games in, get the rust off from, you know, uh, the prior uh, summer and all that kind of stuff. And it's just really, really exciting for a lot of these players just to get into a real game. Um, but I thought he looked really, really good. Okay. So what were the, that was one thing you said you had three things. Yeah. What's, what's um, number two? Save the best for last, whatever it is, just save the best for last. What's the next, what's the second thing? Zach Benson. And I know that you have not watched one single game of this young man. Uh, and well, you, either of I up to this point. Well, you're, hold on, you talk like hold on, hold on. I, I just drew myself under the bus. Shut your mouth. 
Let me Fuck. finish. You watch one. You watch one exhibition game. Now you know all about the kid. Yes. I feel very comfortable <laughs> with saying with watching this young man for one game that he is a player. Really liked this game. Really liked this game. Um, just very confident young man, 18 years old, very confident. He skates well. Maybe uh, I, I look at him and uh, size is not going to be an issue for this young man. Well, okay. the rumor, the word on the street, the scouting report is that he's a feisty player. He's 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 feisty and he plays the right way. Like he's going to the front of the net. He's uh, he plays in the dirty areas in the corners behind the net. He's really strong on pucks. His hockey IQ to be able to distribute pucks is there. But he just plays the game the right way. He four checks. Always seems to um, get his stick on something or the puck bounces off him. Like he's he's just a really intelligent feisty highly highly skilled player he's very smart now I, I i watched his skating he by by no stretch of the imagination is an elite skater for his size you would think usually when you have a smaller uh player they usually come with like blistering brian gianta type speed right this this young man uh, is not blessed with blistering speed, but he's a he's a really nice skater. He's a nice skater. He's fluid. Um, I think with with continued maturity in his body, and 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 being in the weight room in the next number of years, you'll see a much quicker uh, Zach Benson. But his overall game, I was very impressed with. He made a play just on the power play, and it doesn't. It, it, it's not a whole lot, but he received the puck in the power play in the bumper position, which is the middle of the ice. No look pass to Jeff Skinner, who one timed an absolute missile bar down. And these are little things that uh, are are just impressive. And as well, the rest we, of his we game had yesterday, and he talks about what he looks for when scouting a player. It, it's the sim it's the little plays. Can you pull up and hit a guy? Can you like all these things, right? Are you in the right position? Is he just not getting the puck in that spot when is he not playing with the right player to get him the puck when he's there consistently all the time? And so it's not the stats, but that sounds like something that would get him noticed. You know what I mean? Like a little play like that. You said something to me about him before we were on the air, and I was like, shut up, just save it. You you literally give all your best material. Before you come on, and I'm like, I just wish you'd save it. But we're you just said, chatting. We're just that's, chatting. Well, that I know, but just save it because then you don't have to redo it. And my point is, as you said, I I'm very comfortable saying that when this kid is inserted in our lineup, that he will get us. I get sorry, get us get the Sabers <clears throat> 75 points minimum. So when this year? Um, no. Oh God, no, no, okay. no, no, no. There's so, gonna be so there's gonna be a learning curve. Um, this, this young man will, will not be in the Sabres lineup this year. Uh, he might, uh, with the way that maybe he's playing in, in, in camp. Um, I think that there's players that, uh, you know, like a Savoy or a Coolidge, uh, there, there's players that I think maybe are in line before him to play NHL games. I think I think Benson 
is is a is a perfect player where he had a really really great year last year in the WHL had 95 points I think that he will be going back there in his 18th year old year which I think is the right move and I'm going to tell you this this young man is is going to be in an NHL lineup a lot quicker than what you think um just he just needs physical maturity physical maturity he's got all the tools that's why he was drafted obviously so high by the sabers but what a fantastic pick he's really looked uh he's really looked nice and uh they've got to be very happy they've got to be very happy with what uh what they're seeing and i'm just talking about this one kid i mean you could you could go with with it with a number of of players in this uh in this on this team that there's just a lot of very, very high-end players. God, Kevin Adams has to be, he's he's got to sleep well at night with what with what has been, I wouldn't even say built. It, it's Kevin Adams has drafted the right players and his staff have done a great job. They've drafted the right players. They're allowing young players to continue to develop. There's no rush because there's so much young talent involved and they're looking for, they're looking for that. Those, those players to blossom into elite players. You you said something that's bothering me. Benson may not, may not be in the lineup this year. Now I am on the record as saying, I don't want any experiments. This is not the year for experiments, but if he earns a spot on this team, are there points where you can just ignore the age of some players and and maybe the circumstance? He is signed. You can give him up to nine games. I mean, if you feel like he's up to speed to play a few games in the NHL to start the season, maybe not even start in the lineup, maybe not okay. opening night lineup. So everybody, everybody automatically goes to uh, a Connor McDavid, uh, a Sidney Crosby, um, uh, an Austin Matthews players that have exploded onto the scenes at an extremely young ages. Okay. Um, the reality is the other 98% of these young players, there's growing pains. Okay. JJ Paterka had growing pains. He had a very good year last year with the Buffalo Sabres, but he had growing pains playing an 82 game schedule in the NHL opposed to playing over in Germany and playing 45 games is massive. There's a, there's a complete difference. Okay. Where he's riding buses and you're now flying all over the country. You have to take care of your body on and off the ice. It's, it's so demanding. Jack Quinn last year had a real nice uh, finish to his season. He played very well. But it was a transition year for these highly skilled hockey players. Now, I would think that Paterka and Quinn and players along that nature in short time in the next year or two will really 
make strides and explode, maybe become 25 to 30 goal scorers. Um, Turka could be a 70, 70 point player in very short time. That's what I'm talking about. There's going to be a transition period for Zach Benson, a Matt Savoy, a Yari Coolidge, any of those young players, even though they're elite young talents, are going to have a transition to the best league in the world, unless you're Connor McDavid, unless you're Sidney Crosby, unless you're Austin Matthews, who scores 40 goals at 19 years old, first year in the league. Like those are, those are, those are, um, franchise players now the other the other side is there's going to be some time some some time that some of these players have to continue to grow well my one thing of these is, players is going to stick around to the end of camp and start the season here on the roster and then maybe go back to junior could be savoy could you think that's Benson. gonna happen um i feel like it's happened most years around the league where guys will start they get nine games right before you actually yeah think burn a year of the of the of the entry-level deal yeah someone's gonna stay someone's going to get nhl experience whether it's just being around the team when the season starts the intensity of the meetings the intensity of the game days you know all that stuff it's the start of the season is so fast it's so there's so much going on media pictures photos every like everything's going on right it's good for some of these kids to see that and be a part of it. Being around the team is what you're saying. Just being, being, being around, around the team. Because, because what I learned was, you know, from being the first group of, of players sent down to camp for a couple few years, and then maybe sticking around past the, past the first round of cuts and then maybe playing an exhibition game or two and then sent down or, you know, one year I stayed all the way to the end of camp. And then got sent down. I went down with Norm Milley, yeah. Ryan Miller, and Andrew Peters. We were the last so, three guys. Hold, so hold what if second. I were to okay? So, so so the next year when I end up making the team, I could not believe the whirlwind of shit going on around the start of the season and the travel and going over the first couple weeks of the schedule and getting on a plane and learning how to pack and all this shit. It's like it's chaos. Yeah, it can be overwhelming, right? Very overwhelming. And luckily I was just a, a, you know, a bottom feeder piece where I didn't have to be a part of it, but I could see the rush going on. And, and this is something that Savoy might have to endure one day. Benson might have to endure one day. All these young players may yeah. have to endure one day as they're all first round picks. So I guess my, I, I guess my question to you is, um, you know, Benson is an 18 year old who's only played junior hockey. Uh, Noah Oslin is staying over in Europe, okay, which is great for him. He's 19 years uh, 19 years old. He's continuing to improve and develop over in Europe, playing in the uh, the Swiss Elite League, which is which is great. You have Yari Kulich, who played in the minors last year, who played exceptionally well, okay, super high end prospect. Matt Savoy, shredded at 18. The WHL, one of the top point producers in the WHL, 93 points. He is looking to make a, a move upwards, right? 
So when you when you sit here and you look at all those players that I just named, and those are all former first-round draft picks, Benson, Coolidge, Oslin, Savoy, and then there's Isaac Rosen, who's 20 years old, who had a really good year in the minors last year. My, my thought is this. When you say one of those guys is going to stick around, the, the, the question is, who? And the other question is, Jeff Skinner, Thompson, Cousins, Olison, Tuck, Greenway, Middlestat, Gergensen, Oposo, Jost, Krebs, Paterka, and Lucas Rusick make 13 forwards. Where are one of those young guys going to be? What if you don't need one of those young guys well, in your lineup? I will anticipate between now and then an injury. A groin a hip flexor, a shoulder, a knee, an ankle. I don't know anything. Okay. Through training camp, there should be some kind of, and I'm not hoping for that. I'm just saying it's normally what happens. So maybe it ends, maybe it ends up there. Maybe you carry, yeah, you know, f- maybe you carry 14 forward, 70 Rochester's Rochester's an hour away. Not even there's eight forwards though. There's eight there's eight, sorry, there's eight defensemen on the roster right now that I don't think the Sabres really want to lose one of them. Okay, who 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 are the extra guys? Bryson and... You're going to have Bryson and uh, I would imagine probably Stillman. I think Darlene, Samuelson, Clifton, Johnson, Yoki Haru, and Power will be your top six, I would think. Then you're going to have Bryson and Stillman as extras. And if you have an extra forward or two extra forwards, that'll give you 14. Now you're at 21 and you have your two goaltenders. Or three goaltenders. Or three goaltenders. So all I'm saying is there's a really insane group of young talent here with the Sabres. But I just don't know if one of those young talents is going to be sticking around as long as what we what we would oh, anticipate. Because usually first rounders, they might get a couple games in the NHL before they go back to their their NHL team or their OHL, WHL, Quebec Major Junior team, or you know, that type of thing. All I know is Zach Benson looked pretty damn good last night. Devin Levi looked very impressive last night. And the last thing I'm going to say, the announcer for the Boston Bruins, hands down, Jack Edwards is the worst color commentator announcer in the league times 10. I think he's hilarious, though. You do? Well, I just, I mean, he's so... Listen, we all have our different opinions. Do do Bruins fans love him? I have to imagine they do. And I think that's the way I'm looking at play-by-play now. You got to look at it from their fans' perspective. I mean, if you're a Bruins fan, you probably love him because he's such a homer. And he's he really is annoying as balls sometimes, but he is a homer. Next level, man. It's he's next like, level annoying. He's hilarious. Like his comments. I mean, you think it's hilarious. I don't think it's hilarious. I think he's the biggest Homer. 
that yeah. I've that I've ever listened to. I think it's worst. disgusting. Bucci Gross is the worst. I I know Bucci Gross, John Bucci Gross. Okay, and I everyone's afraid to comment on these guys. Bucci Bucci's brutal, man. He that the, the ESPN crew in its entirety is terrible. Okay, I even think they just let somebody go after a lot of time uh, with ESPN, who is actually really good. Um, but then you have the other side too, the commentators who, who were the ones on uh, who's on the other channel. I just think Jack, Jack Edwards feels this exact same way that you do about preseason hockey. Cause he didn't know one guy's name last night. He didn't even attempt to do play by play. Like it was, it was, uh, and I'm just like, I, I can't, well, I, didn't, him to begin I don't with. hear that, but wh- why would he care? Why would he care about pre look? Maybe because it's his job. He's his job. He's just warming up kind of your job too, but you know, probably let you off. It's my job to watch yeah. preseason hockey. Yeah. Fuck. Think so. Think so. I don't know. You got to be knowledgeable about these, uh, young bucks. Not that I want to watch it. I wouldn't want to watch training camp. But when you have an opportunity to watch. Let me tell you my theory. I'm going to trust the management and the coaches on the players that they put on the ice for opening night. And then after that, you, you can critique what you see. Whether a guy is a good camp or not and earns a spot on the team does not mean it's going to translate into the regular season. So if I read next week that Matt Savoy had an unbelievable camp and he made the team, I know what that looks like. I've seen guys who are unexpected to make the team and they make it. Derek Does Roy that happen anymore? Derek Roy was the best player in training camp one year. Got sent down. He actually told the management, I don't get it. I thought I was the best player in training camp. And he was. Really? You got to watch all these exhibition games to be able to tell like who's going to have a good start to the season? No. Not a chance. Listen, I this could isn't, care less. This is Jeff not, Skinner looked great last night. Look, exhibition hockey, form, flying around, fine. I'm great. not worried about. I'm not worried about great. Jeff Skinner. I, I expect that from Jeff Skinner in a preseason exactly. hockey game. Exactly. I don't care if Tage Thompson gets seven goals in a preseason hockey game. It's fucking preseason hockey game. Okay. So the young kids. It's great to hear that Benson's playing well. I saw that he scored in the first game, and I even commented on it. It's a it's a boost of morale for the kid. But I don't have to see it. It's a fucking preseason game. Great. He scored in a preseason game. I know how much that can mean to a young player. I scored a goal in the preseason. It meant the world to me. Drop pass from Shatan in the slot, wrist shot. I mean, it's like Paul Henderson. I wasn't even supposed to be on the ice. Point is. Give a shit about preseason hockey. Okay. All righty then. Jack Edwards sucks. Can't stand him. He's as knowing as all hell. Devin Levi was absolutely lights out. Amazing. Looked really calm. Uh, very confident. Um, and the team in general. Zach Benson looked real solid. He looked real solid. That's all I'm going to say. When's their next preseason game? I don't know. Come on. It's so important, Riv. I'll tell you what's amazing is they just started camp last week and they're already two games in. There's something you brought up earlier. It's got to be nice 
It's got to be oh, so man. nice. I actually, I told you this the other week, a week ago or a week and a half ago, I played golf with two Sabres players. And uh, one of them I had never met before and spoke with him about training camp. And it's my eyes just kind of, the eyebrows just kind of like go up. I'm like, well, what's your testing? He's like, oh, we got to do this bike and we got to do some sit-ups or something like that. Like, that's it? He goes, yeah, like things change a lot. We used to have to do the VO2 max, which damn near killed you. You had to do the wind gate where you were 75% of people were puking after it. Bench press tests, squat tests. Like there were so many tests that you had to do. It took an entire day hey, hey. to go through that. Is today Wednesday, the 27th of September? Were they playing the uh, Penguins? No, they're in Toronto on the NHL network. Oh, boy. Okay. So I'll be watching that one. 6.30. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Oh, here... The the Sabres Sabres play... Panthers Hurricanes. Make sure you tune into that one. Sabres play the Maple Leafs tonight. Play Pittsburgh tomorrow night. Three games in a row. Boom, shakalaga. I saw a clip yesterday of Spit and Chicklets talking about mentioning. I don't know who's the. I don't know who the other guy is. Uh, Grinnell, Grinnell, yeah, yeah. Bissonette and Whitney. Would they trade Drysdale and would they accept a Drysdale and Zegers trade for Rasmus Dahlin? And I can't remember who was on what side and who was on the other. I think someone said yes and someone said no. To me, that is an. Absolute no. Me personally, not a chance. There is not a chance that you trade away a top five, six, seven defenseman currently right now, a five, six, seven defenseman in the entire National Hockey League. You do not that get you 74 points. And and still, Rasmus Dahlin has not reached his level. He is still developing. He's still a young player that is going to develop. It's going to take him a few more years before he even becomes um, that elite pinnacle player where he's reached his, his height, and then he needs to hold that as long as humanly possible to the end of his career. He hasn't reached his height yet. Rasmus Dahlin, there's not a chance I would be trading Rasmus Dahlin. There's very few trades around the National Hockey League that would have well, Rasmus Dahlin in it. The other point that was made on that trade discussion was, even knowing you have Owen Power, are you still not making that deal? Or what does that help you maybe consider making that deal? There is zero chance. We... The Buffalo Sabres have um, sucked royally for over a decade. 
to be able to acquire players like Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin and Matias Samuels on, on defense. 10 plus years of suffering this team has had to go through to acquire players like that. So now all of a sudden we're going to talk about trading them away after Rasmus Dahlin is, is, is scoring 74 points a year, who at the end of the year, if you remember this, Petey, he, he was on pace for 90. He ended up getting a little banged up in the last yeah, uh, yeah. little while, played through it like a warrior. The kid has played insanely high-end hockey. He's a special hockey player. There is zero, zero chance that he is being moved or I would ever move him. And you talk about, well, you have Owen Power there. Yes, we do have Owen Power there. And I would hope that by having two players like this and a Matias Samuelson and maybe some players to come, that this can be a Stanley Cup winning defense. Period. What if Rasmus Dahlin's contract requests are so outrageous that he puts you in a position where you don't have a choice? Is that so you're, possible? So you're saying that Rasmus Dahlin's going to want a, you know, a a, a four or five year deal like Austin Matthews, okay, in Toronto, and he's going to want thirteen million dollars. Is that what you're saying? Maybe not right away, but I mean, what what number right now? What number would scare you away from a Rasmus Dahlin deal? What number makes you say no under any term? I've said this all along that the the greatest thing in the history of hockey is that he would sign for around nine and a half million dollars over the course of time going back three months there was a there was a media member that that felt very strongly and heard that Darlene's contract was going to be ten million dollars and and that didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise you. Um, and and I I felt strongly that that was kind of going to be around the number, okay. But then all of a sudden, months go by. A deal is not signed on July first or a couple days after, and you're asking yourself why, what's going on, what's happening here, and now all of a sudden we know people hear things and these are just not gossip people these are people that um i feel strongly about you know expressing what we've heard you heard um that he was looking for more than 10 you were you heard that he was looking for upwards of 10 and a half million dollars now that doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise me whatsoever well and I, I then think- all of a sudden then all of a sudden a week and a half later, we hear more that it's not just about a $10.5 million contract on an eight-year deal, that Darlene doesn't want an eight-year deal. He wants a shorter-term deal. He wants a four, five-year deal. He wants to be He's becoming a like Austin man. Matthews. He's becoming a businessman. What did I say about this cap in four years? It's going to go up $10-plus million. Yeah. Darlene is no dummy. His agency is no dummy. Why do you need to sign an eight-year deal when you are super elite 
in the league. Those players are going to get paid regardless. So if Darlene wants to go and stick to his guns and say, I'm not signing for longer than five years or four years, then the Sabres have no choice or they don't have Rasmus Darlene in their lineup. I got some news for you. Okay. So a friend of mine, an old junior teammate, is getting into the agency business. He's been dabbling in it, working with some agencies here or there, a couple different agencies over the last four or five years, just kind of getting his feet wet in the industry. And he was he was telling me, because he was in town for some of these, there's a lot of preseason hockey or NHL hockey going on here in Buffalo, isn't there? Wasn't there a game yesterday or something? Yes. Yes. For no, Toronto, I Toronto, I think. Uh, St. Louis? St. Louis was there, yep. Yesterday. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, he was in Buffalo, wanted to see what I was up to, went and had a coffee with him. You know what he told me? Word on the street is Darlene is asking four times 11 equals 40. Four years times 11 million. Yes. I'll just let that sink in. Take that for what it's worth. Have a great day. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.